Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and today we're joined by Pete, but not the Pete you know and love, Pete Donaldson. We're joined by American Pete, my so-called best friend. That's right. And I I think the only reason you had me on is because my name is Pete, and it's easy to just barely change the text on the intro. And everyone else was busy. Oh, man. It's good to see you, Pete. How have you been? I've been great. But before we jump into the podcast, I think everyone should know that when this goes live, it's going to be your 111th birthday. Just like Bilbo Baggins, you finally, you will be the 45, 47? I will be the 45. You will be the 45. How old are you turning on Thursday? I will be 32. 32? 32 years old, yeah. You're younger than me? You're 38, aren't you? Yeah, I'll be 39 oh this year. Goodness. Yeah, I'm an ancient. But no, happy Tell birthday. Tell me the story about the horse and carriage, Mr. Well, Pete. when we go back, I had to get letters. <laughs> Did you ever receive a letter? Um, not a birthday it, card. Not like a, something from, like, I mean, an actual, like someone wrote to you a letter. Uh, no, of course not. You're too no. young. Well, I got many. <laughs> so We use emails. We use yes. Text. So that's crazy, though. You're going to be 32 years old. You've spent the last nearly decade in Japan. Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. Almost all of your 20s. I know, right? And, you know, there was a really poignant moment earlier today. Pete and I went to uh, Shinbashi, Ginza sort of area in Tokyo, guys. And uh, we went to the Nag- Nakagin capsule tower building. What's left of it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's still mostly intact. But I did a documentary on it last year that uh, just going inside it, I always wanted to go in. Like when I first moved to Japan... That was the building I wanted to see. That was the building I wanted to go in and, and sort of experience. And yeah, it's sad. When I first moved here, it was its 40th year anniversary. Last year was its 50th year anniversary. And this week it's being demolished once and for all. It is a real shame. But when you mention that, when we talk about how you've been here for like since you were like 22 or 23 up until mm. 32, mm. has Japan, do you think, changed a lot in that time from when you first arrived? I think, I mean, if you go around like Tokyo, there's some really big changes, isn't there? Mm. Like, you know, for, I mean, the Nakagin capsule tower building, gone. Gone. Oh my goodness. I never thought I'd see such a thing. But no, I was in uh, Akihabara the other day. Um, I, I was walking around there, I went to an electronics store, and I got to the iconic road crossing that you, every photo of Akihabara has with the green big green bridge of train course. bridge and uh, the sega building and then i realized the sega building wasn't there anymore a travesty this is really disappointing well it, it just looked wrong 
It just looks really weird having the, the, the quintessential Akihabara view and the Sega building's gone, all the logos gone. They've replaced it with some other company. It's just really sad. And like I've seen that happen a few times. I've seen Shibuya has become nice and sparkly and clean, but it's lost a lot of those gritty back alleyways around the station area that used to be really cool. And like Harajuku Station, also gone, the old traditional one. It was chaos going through that station, the old one. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. An awful experience. But a great, memorable, awful experience. A memorable, awful experience. And now it's going to be a nice experience but in a generic, boring, sterile station. Yeah. That station could be anywhere in Tokyo, right? It could be anywhere. And I think that's a real problem. And I, I don't know if it's to do with the Olympics. There was a lot of changes that happened during the Olympics or the run-up to the Olympics. Um, but yeah, no, Tokyo has changed a lot. And and even like certain billboards that I used to love have gone and some of the neon has, has sort of disappeared as well. So Tokyo is changing. I don't necessarily know that it's for the better. It just looks like a, you know, a bog-standard world city a lot of it now a lot of it, it does and you know i i'm trying to get a house recently right i've been mm. trying to upgrade to a different apartment or a house and i didn't know this about japanese real estate but did you know how is what is the average number of residents a house will have in this country not like in the same time but like if i sold the house to you right so how many owners do you think a house goes through before it gets demolished or something like that uh, generations yeah like three Two is usually the max. Really? So if you buy a house used, you're usually the last person to own it. Huh. And then the third person, it's either like really like, I think we should tear this down and rebuild it. Or you're the definitely the final one. Huh. Whereas in America, I don't know about so, England, well, it's like yeah. you, you keep these things for like 100 years. It's like a point of pride. This was built in 1895. Well, I, my friend lived in a house that was built in like the 1400s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's the, it's earthquakes and whatnot. And, you know, I, I, I'm aware that because of earthquakes and, and whatnot, Japan can't build the same structures we can that last longer. I heard but, it's also a cultural thing, too. People don't, because it was already pre-owned by some other families, they don't yeah. want to take on that kind of... Oh, really? Yeah. So they'll just tear it down. So when you buy property in Japan, you're usually buying the land, and that's where a lot of the value is, rather than the... The building, building. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's complicated, but I guess that's my point to saying that is, it's sad that, in a lot of ways, these, these famous locations that are not temples or are not some sort of, you know... Uh, important Showa or Heisei buildings, mm. they just get replaced after two or three generations. Yeah, they don't do a good job keeping the contemporary buildings here, do they? But you've done a great job of still making videos despite your old age. So happy birthday. Thank you so much. <laughs> so what a great guy you are. It's important to point out as well, guys, I'm deaf in my left, no, sorry, my right ear at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's sad. Oh man, so I've just got back from Journey Across Japan. It was fun. It was interesting. <laughs> it was painful. I've perforated my right eardrum, uh, which means there's a hole in it. It's disgusting. You'll you'll <laughs> oftentimes reach a Kleenex up and you'll be like, sorry, mate, I've got some blood here. It's I just like, got to it's leak. Pretty, my... It's pretty bad here. My, my ear's just like blood coming out. It's, it's really unpleasant. So I can't hear anything. I've been told it will heal in a few weeks. I hope so, because it's quite unpleasant. Um, but yeah, no, oh my God, journey across Japan. Let's never, never speak of the series again. No, wait, wait, no, no, don't say that. People will be devastated. If you don't even allude that it's the final one. Well, I've just one. got don't back say. to it. So many things went wrong, right? I smashed my phone screen. I've never done that before. And every time someone <laughs> smashes their phone screen, I'm like, <laughs> you, you should idiot. get a case. I'm like, no. I've got like a little case on mine. I'm like, oh, you should get a case like mine. But then I dropped it on some concrete on a corner Ooh. and the case didn't protect it. And that was that. Then I did some stupid water sports. As you'll see, I caught the exact moment I'm 
destroyed, ruptured my eardrum in 4K. Yeah. In, I oh did some water sports, broke my ear. And then yesterday, on the flight back to Tokyo, we flew through a thunderstorm. Mm. I, I don't like flying, as you know, and I kind of have a bit of a fear of flying. And I, I basically have to sort of just stare at the wing the entire flight and make sure the <laughs> wings are still there. That's... But like we went, it was like, I mean, that's that. Get your seatbelts on. It's about oh. to get bumpy. And I was like, no. And we went through a thunderstorm. Like The wing was just jumping up and down, bending up and down. It was really unsettling. And combined with the perforated eardrum, <laughs> I, it, the pain wasn't as bad as you'd necessarily think. But like Ugh. my ear was just all over the place. It kept like popping. There was The altitude it, changes. Yeah. and it, it wasn't good. So, so what you're trying to say is journey across <laughs> Japan was a load of fun. Oh, And then I spent half the week with heat stroke. It was extremely I thought you were going to say with Ian. I said, that sounds terrible. Yeah. I, uh, Ian and Jerry and Natsuki. And, you know, it, it was a good series, though. And I think once the dust settles and I've had a week to just sit in a chair and learn to be happy again, I think I'll look back and be like, yeah, it was a good series. And there's going to be three videos uh, coming out, and um, each one's going to be half an hour long. So it should be good. Three videos, half an hour long. And this is, if to my knowledge, the first one was you biking across literally all of the island. Yep. And then the second one... I believe was you, Joey, and, and uh, Natsuki. Was that the one where you went to that god awful haunted statues? Or was that the third yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. So the second series went to Fuji. Oh, the second series. That's right. Escape, Escape to, to Fuji. Fuji. And then the third one was like the horror. The Lost Islands. Wow. Horror, <laughs> horror Islands. <laughs> horror Islands. <laughs> and then that was it, right? Or was and it... then we did like a Christmas Hokkaido food special. And that doesn't count. And then this one. <laughs> that one doesn't count. It's like the Star Wars Christmas special. It's the Star Wars Christmas uh, special. Like, and, then, and then we did this series and uh, it's called Escape to Paradise. Escape to Paradise. Because we I, couldn't think of anything else. I think it's, that's the right name. I appreciate the invite. Um, well. Yeah, I understand. Was full. Yeah. Even that had 10 seats. And the suitcase, you know, that took up room. Of course it did. Um, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming you back. I think everybody's eagerly anticipating these videos. I, I, I hesitate to say, but this might be your most popular part of your channel. People really like your Journey Across Japan series. They're, they're pretty popular. In a weird way, like, my favorite videos aren't Journey Across Japan. Mm. Uh, just because I don't like my edit my presenting style as much, right? It's uh, My favorite videos are the ones where I, it's sort of more scripted and choreographed and it's comedy. Whereas this, it's just very spontaneous, right? It's just okay. people like, oh, come on, everyone, we're in an island and things are happening. Here's a challenge. Yeah, like it's a bit more on the ball. So for me, it's not as funny. It's not as original. But, you know, there's a sense of escapism there. It's fun. And it's enjoyable. And certainly last year, the, the Lost Islands series was something I was really proud of. Of course, you made locations. a music video. Yeah, exactly. So we, we did a lot of great things. I don't think this series will match the Lost Islands in wow factor. There were no there was no rapping on a volcano. Well, you don't was... look for or don't look back. Always look forward. Well, yeah, and I uh, you know I've got into this habit where everything I do, I'm always like, oh, I've got to make this one better than the last one that constant feeling of I've got to ramp up the video more and more kind of thing, ultimately culminating in me and Ken Watanabe. Now right. I start going down. <laughs> yeah, you definitely down. don't have that approach in the podcast with me sitting here. It's <laughs> no. like, we'll just try to, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll sink down to the depths and then go back up. But no, nah, I mean, that just is like, a, That's what perforated my eardrum. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tough, but I, I think um, it's one of those challenges, like you said, trying to always go bigger or better is a really, really hard approach. Whereas at the same time, I think you do a good job of challenging yourself in different ways. That's maybe not as expansive and huge and big, mm. but 
gotta be challenging to go through what you just did. I mean, you're literally nearly killing yourself each time you do one of these. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was some, a few moments on this series that it got scary. We did this, um, what's it called, parasailing. Oh, you ever done that? No. Parasailing, right? I, I, you know, some of you guys have probably done it, but the image I have of parasailing was you're sort of off the back of the boat a little bit with the parachute, right? Gliding around. Yeah, like, you know, a couple of meters behind the boat going, wee. Yeah, that's my vision. And then this, like, how high do you think this parasail went? Oh, well, so wait, I thought it would go, do you use meters in the UK? Meters, yeah. Oh, God, two, a meter. How, I don't know what a meter you is. Say, you, say, you say two meter. I don't you even say know. Like, that's like, wait, wait. I say, uh, it's like, a, a, I bet you go like 20, 25 feet in the air. Sure, 25 feet, which is like three meters, isn't it? Like is five. it? That's like seven meters. I don't know. I, I'm going to take we, a look. I we, went, know. we went 200 meters. What? Taller than most skyscrapers in Tokyo. That's illegal. Just this dodgy little parachute and this like tacky rope holding me onto the boat. What? Oh my God. I nearly had a heart attack. It's... Wait, wait, twenty. Okay, wait, twenty-five feet, which seems excessive uh, to me in meters, would be seven and a half. Oh, that's meters. right. That's a good guess. Well, that was so, my first see, guess. I, yeah, but... I, I was the same. I thought, oh, you know, seven, eight meters. Yeah, be a bit of fun. And then it was like two hundred, two hundred meters, and I was like, are you having a laugh? And I, oh my god. I nearly had a panic attack. I, I was up there like, why is it going higher? Why are we going higher up? And they can't hear you if you're like, stop. Yeah, you can. I sort of. I did wave at one point. I was like, "Let's go lower," and then they didn't do anything. Of course, they can't see they you. You're two hundred meters thought, in the sky. They thought I was waving <laughs> and having fun. But I was like, "Help me!" I, the scariest bit when you're doing something like that is you just look up. Right, imagine you're two hundred meters in the sky uh, in a little chair, held on with like two pieces of metal, dental floss, and then you look up <laughs> and there's just a parachute. Mm. You think, "What? Well, something goes wrong with the parachute, or it splits, or there's a hole, or something." You, you just land in the water. Well, you fall 200 meters, <laughs> which is like concrete. Yeah, point. okay. You would just die. But yeah, I, I, I felt like I, was, I wasn't prepared for that. So Joey kind of sprung it on me as a bit of a surprise. Not a good surprise. No. Happy birthday. He, yeah, well, he, <clears throat> he wanted to, uh, in the last series of Journey Across Japan, he wanted me to get over my fear of flying. So he took me in a Cessna over the most active volcano in Japan, <laughs> which actually erupted two weeks after our flight. <laughs> what a great way to cure it. And yeah. so he was like, oh, yeah, mate, I don't think we cured your fear of flying. We're going to have to do something a little bit more difficult. And oh, got my God. Parasailing. <laughs> so mother, son of a bitch. Anyway, point is, don't go my on trips to Joe. Parasail to death. So it's like in Missouri where I'm from, we often go tubing, which is the opposite of parasailing. You get in like a tube that's dragged by some fast boat and you're bouncing on the water. And one yeah. of the things you're supposed to do is when you, when you wave your hand, like gesturing, like a thumbs up or wave, you go faster. And then if you do like like an X or somehow you like slow down. I feel like the problem with both of these is anytime you wave your hand to stop, <laughs> they just go faster or you well, just go higher. It was that, that was what I, how I perforated my ear. See? There's a guy on a jet ski and Natsuki and I, <laughs> I it sounds it. ridiculous when you talk about it. Natsuki and I were like on this, kind of like a board, I guess, holding onto it for dear life. And there was a time trial to see if Natsuki and I could beat Ryotaro and Jerry, which we did. But because we did so well, when the guy couldn't shake us off, he was like, right, I'll fuck these guys up. He, put, he must have put up to like max speed and he turned suddenly and swerved. And Natsuki and I flung off full force, must be like 20, 30 miles an hour or something. And I just slapped the water and it hit my ear and that was that. And, and Natsuki was totally okay. 
I think he hurt his neck a bit. Yeah. Oh my but god. But he was mostly unscathed. Okay, wait, who was piloting this jet well, ski? Well, you'll, you'll see in the video. I don't want to spoil it too much. Okay, well, that sounds like they had murderous intent if they were <laughs> flinging you off of a jet ski. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's kind of interesting in a sad and uh, humiliating way, but... You've somehow managed to make your way back to Tokyo. You're you're healthy and healed. I, I genuinely didn't think it was I was going to get back here after this week. I thought something would go wrong. At one point, the plane when it was turbulent, the plane turned around completely and started like flying backwards. And I was like, no. But luckily, it turned out it was doing a big loop around. But I, I thought like the thunderstorm was so bad, and I thought, of course, we're not going to go back to Tokyo. So when I came here to the hotel room that we're in now, guys, uh, I was just. I just sort of sat on the bed for half an hour. I was like, yes, it's done. I'm here. I'm on solid ground. Journey Across Japan is over. The most painful series ever committed to abroad in Japan. It's crazy. The last week, I I don't think I woke up before noon on any day. I I didn't do anything dangerous. Um, Well done, Pete. So I... (laughs) I don't know if I have what it takes in me at this at this advanced age. Trust me, you'll know in six or seven years to do parasailing, jet skis, <laughs> and whatever nonsense you got up to. But what's so? I know that now that that's done, I know you have a lot of editing to do. I know you've got a lot of side projects. I'm sure you've got planned. Mm. But the next big thing on your calendar is you're returning home. Yeah, back to the UK for the first time in two and a half years. And I've got a very basic question for you. I prepared sure. it on my iPhone oh, on the God. notes. It's not. I was oh, gonna. God. First, I would like you to check how much, uh, how many peas the Freddos are when you get back. Ah, oh, Freddo bar, chocolate bar in the UK. Yeah, that ten p Freddo or something. I think they're fifty p now. Well, you I can check that. That's your homework. Five p when I was a kid. So I heard that in England. I'm not from there, obviously. <laughs> you could tell someone's age and when they were born based on how much the pence were from their Freddos. They say that. Yeah. So Freddo bar was like 5p in the 90s, now it's 50p. So it's supposed to be like a good way to track inflation, right? Oh, okay, well... By the by the cost of the small Freddo chocolate bar. That sounds inaccurate, but there. Are, I want you to tell me the four dishes that you're looking forward to the most when you get back to the United Kingdom. Full English breakfast. Oh, okay, that's the number Sausage, one. bacon, eggs, Yeah, yeah, the, be- the baked browns. beans. Uh, roast dinner. A roast, what is a roast well, Like dinner? Yorkshire pudding with like roast chicken or roast lamb or roast pork with gravy and stuff. Can you get you that every Sunday? Pub? Oh. You could probably get it in Tokyo, it's just not as good. Uh, fish pie. A fish pie? Not, not like a pie. steak and ale or a... Yeah, just a good old fish pie. That sounds then, so gross. Shut up. How dare you? I think that's, is that the, that's pretty much what we've well, got. There's only three. You said a roast dinner. A, uh, oh, and fish and chips. Fish know. and chips, okay. Maybe shepherd's pie. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. Do you like British cuisine? Uh, yes. I, I mean, I think it's good, but I, I've never had a proper... But well, like, I mean, British cuisine is kind of it's limited. Comforting. Most of the food we eat is just from other countries. We've, mm. you know, Italian Still, or yeah. Chinese or Indian. But, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to going back there. It's going to be a lot of fun. But let's talk about you for a moment. Sure. Last time we caught up. Yeah, we were well, yeah. in Japan only a few weeks ago. Where we talked about your teaching career. A really good video, guys. Highly recommend checking it out. Even if you're not really into teaching in Japan. Uh, it's a really interesting sort of critique, a look at what it's like to live and work in Japan, but... Uh, Certainly a lot of anecdotes that are comedic and fun and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tragic. Tragic is, in some is ways. the key word. Yeah. And if you certainly, if you do want to teach English in Japan, it's one of the best videos, I think, on the subject. But like, yeah, so at the end of that though, Pete ended his 10 year career. <laughs> Literally the video came out almost the exact week you ended your job, right? It did. It was about two weeks after. Um, in fact, it, I, I still was under contract. It was like my last day or two under contract. 
So that was it. How did the school handle your departure? There was the, 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 the loss of a key asset. Well, I, I America's don't, finest. I, I, in my mind, I thought students would be crying, <laughs> teachers would be shaking my hands, and I remember in, in Japan you have to line up all the teachers who are leaving, and they they it's walk you in sinister. front of yeah. in front of everybody, and they they're supposed to give you a speech, but they were like, COVID, no speech on the uh. And I was like, okay, so no speech. So I had to stand there, and then they said, well, we're not going to do it in front of the students, so we're just going to tape we're just going to tape it, and I was like, okay. And I remember, all right, this is my big moment. When I step forward and bow, I bet everybody is just going to be like, what a loss. Virtually. I think the entire 12 teachers in there were checking their phone of like <laughs> the daily sports updates or like their job. And it, it made me realize, um, I, I think I was a good teacher and I know that the students enjoyed my lessons. But you know what? Don't stay at a job because you think they can't do it without me. Because no matter where you are mm. or what you do, you're probably employee number 25601. And life goes on for those teachers. They can't sit there and regret well, it. Certainly, yeah, I mean, certainly in the world of English teaching. That's of course, yeah. But There's always someone else who's young and willing to come and, and, and give it a whirl. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, but, but truth be told, a lot of teachers came up to me and uh, they said... They really appreciated work with me, and it was it was awesome. They gave me a nice bouquet of flowers, which I accidentally forgot at the school, and they gave me a nice little uh, 
wallet for oh, my yeah. for my key. Oh, it's a got, key wallet. We've got a Paul Smith key wallet. Is who's that? Is he a British man? I think so. Well, thank you. They don't even know what country I'm from. <laughs> so, but it was it was fun. It was kind of like that first week after leaving, though. I, I mm. woke up still at like 6:40, <laughs> and I, I'd grab my neckties and be like, "No, it's it's done. You can you can sleep." So yeah, it's been wild, man. I can't believe it. And you've just sort of become a Twitch streamer. Well, Twitch star is the word that I would use to not describe me, but uh, I've become a Twitch streamer, thank you. And it's been really exciting because so many awesome people came from that video saying, hey, I'm here from the Abroad in Japan channel, mm. um, be funny. And I'm like, well, I can't now. And they're like, see you. <laughs> but uh, no, they've. there's been a lot of support and a lot of people enjoying the content. And I guess I, what I got to figure out is what to do next with all, I have a more free time to do stuff, so I want to figure out. I, a new I mean, challenge. I, I still remember what that was like. I mean, I finished teaching in 2015, and then I was like, "I'll be a YouTuber now." But there was a sort of a four or five month gap between, uh, like, coming and being a full time YouTuber and finishing that job. Like, I finished in August, and then I went back to the UK for like four months to sort of get my affairs in order and talk to people and catch up and whatnot. Then I got a working holiday visa and came back in January. So I had like a four or five month gap. Did you almost consider not coming back to Japan or were you for sure? Oh, no, no, no. I, oh, okay. I knew I had to come back. Oh, okay. I uh, I knew I, I needed to do this. I needed to go for it, you know. Yeah. But it's it a scary period. It is. A, I'll be honest. I am a little nervous. It's a bit like, well, <laughs> yeah. You, what, you, what you did is kind of similar to me. You've had a... You've been doing it a year or two mm -hmm. before going into it full time. Yeah, and it's a bit like having a like learning to ride a bicycle and having the the trainer wheels on. Oh yes. And now once you finish your job and you've taken away that main source of income, your safety net, and the trainer wheels come off, you're <sighs> sort of on your own. You've got to, you know, keep going. And it, but you know the good news is is that um, I've set up enough situation where I have at least a year to mm. challenge myself, and there's no way, literally no way, I crash this bike. Oh. Well, maybe, but if not, I'm sure there's a teaching job waiting for me somewhere. Oh god! Don't but no, 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 I'm not going to go back. But, but that's my advice to anyone. Whenever I try, I try and encourage all my friends to start their own business if they want to. If I detect any sort of entrepreneurial spark, <laughs> I, I'll always push people to do it. But I'd always say never start a business unless you've already got a lot of money saved up a or b you've got a job already you know it's much easier to have a job have a secure income and actually start working on something for a year at yeah. least beforehand so i'd always encourage that wait i was supposed to save money no oh. i'm kidding i I'm, I'm all right i think i'm gonna be okay <laughs> so yeah it's it's exciting i think um i'm sure my my youtube endeavors will will quickly surpass your own. I'm gonna do journey across uh, Shibuya. Uh, find <laughs> you do that every night with a beer pee. I do. So it's, I'm just gonna record those. Um, but no, it's 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 exciting. It's fun, and I think the most the thing I'm looking forward to the most is the chance that um, before you and I would talk about let's go do something, even if it wasn't recorded, even if it was let's go on a trip to just hang out or do. I'd be like, ah, sorry, man, I can't. Right. Yeah. I have to work. Or you'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake, can you not get just a day off? <laughs> And I couldn't. And now I, uh, now I have all the time. It's pretty scary. Now yeah. I'll be like, I'm going to go here, and you'll be like, Chris, can I come too? I'll, I'll just like, show up. Don't worry. Oh, I think I, 
think the car's full that day. Well, you know, I've got, got more complicated. I've though. noticed the car's full a lot now lately. <laughs> you, you'll get like a bus and I'll be like, how is that possible? Well, originally I did think about getting you on journey across Japan, but... Then cooler heads prevailed and you realized was, that would be a terrible honestly, idea. Honestly, you, you, you dodged a bullet. You dodged <laughs> a bullet. But no, I, I know I've been really critical, but I think it will genuinely be a, a good series. Really. No, I, I have no doubt it'll be good. I have no doubt. And I'm sure your trip will be good, but I guess... What are you going to do for a month and a half, though? Are you going to film anything in the United Kingdom as a little test? I'm thinking of doing like a... Well, I certainly want to do some videos with Pete Donaldson. Mm. So, guys, you can actually see Pete Donaldson's face for the first time in two years. Um, but, like, yeah, I want to... I kind of want to do some comparisons between, like, Tokyo and London. Like sort of Tokyo versus London style video would be kind of fun. And I also want to do, like, a little mini documentary about uh, a, a British dude called William Adams, who is one of the first so-called samurai, foreign samurai in Japan. He came to Japan in like, oh, I think it must have been the early 1500s. I read the book a while a while back and it's one of those books you sort of read and go, wait a minute, is this fiction? Because this is insane. <laughs> but he, he he's from a town near where I was from in Kent. And oh, he really? sailed to Japan. How long do you think it took? Um, eight months. Two years. Oh my God. He, was, he had several boats with him, like 200 men. And only one boat and like five men arrived. He watched his own brother get eaten by cannibals on a beach in South America. Oh, well, he's also the main character of Neo, the video game. <laughs> yeah, I do. Did you didn't play that? It's a, it's like a samurai game where William Adams is like this blonde ponytail. Genuinely. Yeah, yeah. It's like a 15th century Englishman, no and uh, he goes there and he battles through hordes of oni and. All kinds of things. <laughs> it's a great game, but uh, I remember the name from that, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, William Adams. Look at me trying to be like my historic knowledge, and you're like, I played a video game once. Well, I think that your historic <laughs> knowledge is significantly more accurate than him battling demons but as this a is samurai. Insane, William Adams turned up, and at the time it was Tokugawa Ieyasu was the ruler. Yeah. And he was like, I'll kill you, but wait, build me a boat first. Build me the best boat. And so William Adams built him like a British the best boat. The best British boat. And he was like, wow, that's a good boat. You're my friend now. And he became like a top advisor to Tokugawa Ieyasu. So one of the most powerful people in Japan was a Brit wow. in the early 1500s. Uh, and then, yeah, so uh, fascinating story. Incredible stuff. And I, I absolutely want to tell that in a video um, and do like a, a history channel style video. Uh, once upon a time, there was a man like you know, William Adams. William Adams arrived here on this beach. Plymouth Rock. Holding a Fanta, a, cup, <laughs> a can of Fanta. And <laughs> they said, build me your best rowboat. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> that's, uh, that's fantastic. I didn't, I, all my knowledge of him was from that, that video game. So can I think, you... yeah, yours is much better. Can I show you a pic? I know nobody can see it, but is this the same William Adams you imagined? That looks like The Witcher. Well, that, wow, you're right. That, that is does The Witcher. Look, no, that's Just William show, Adams. You, no. It's not Geralt, but uh, that's that's. You know, I've always been curious. If mm. you, you have cool cinematography, obviously, you've got cool stories that you've told in Japan. I do wonder how it would translate mm. to showing people the part of, you know, United Kingdom culture. I think there's a real opportunity there. I think that'd be cool for me. Well, I think the problem <laughs> for me is I just don't have an interest in it, right, in the UK, because I've lived there for 20 years. It's hard to sort of get excited about your own hometown and where you're from and, and whatnot, right? How many people really explore where they're from, where they live properly? That's a good point. You know, I never explored the UK 
until I left it. Now when I go back, right, on holiday, I try and explore as much as possible. Mm. But so many Japanese friends of mine don't ever explore the country. I've explored Japan way more than they have just because I... Ah, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm not from here. So yeah. I get there with the UK. Like, I get there, I enjoy it. I don't think I'm going to have the motivation to cover it. I don't know if I'd have the motivation to cover many countries, to be honest. Mm. Um, I just find Japan fascinating and then like and, and sort of asian culture in general i could probably do other videos in asia but like other sort of series is here but i don't know i don't know if i'd uh, have the motivation although originally i did plan to go back at christmas and i was going to do like a a parody of uh christmas the christmas carol oh be like scrooge <laughs> and i was really looking forward to that well come on you gotta do at least a trailer for it all right well no if i go back this christmas i'll still do it okay uh, there we go christmas carol that'd be cracking that would be oh that's a british phrase It'll be cracking. Ah, I've learned a couple. Can I throw some past you? Yes. Pack it in. Pack it in. Yeah, stop it, that means. Ah, I've never heard that in my life. How about, you've lost the plot? You've, yeah, you've lost the plot. What does that mean? I think it means you're crazy. Yep, that's right. Ah, you called me a bellend earlier. <laughs> Don't tell everyone that. Well, I hold the, it was my fault. I, I'm not very good with uh, cameras, I guess. Right. Um, what are the phrases? Um, Muppet, of course. Muppet, yeah. Um, keep the punters happy. The punters happy. Oh, I, keep everyone happy. Well, the punters, though, is a unique phrase. Do you know what it means? It's like everyday working man. It's like a regular at like a restaurant. So mm. I was watching as I, uh, Marco Pierre White, uh, and yeah. he said that, you know, if you make these restaurants and you, you only cater to the most expensive people, you don't keep the punters happy. True. So true. you can't serve filet mignon at a pub. <laughs> it won't be popular. Sure. So that was all I learned. Those are the five. Wow. Uh, so. If you go to the UK... I'll be ready. Sky's the limit. I could say, oh, the 10p Freddo, you punter. <laughs> <laughs> you, if I, do, I do worry if you go to the UK, you're going to get murdered. No, oh, come on. Who would murder me? Uh, well, I'm thinking about doing it Some right now. Some No, please, put that down. No, but uh, I think it's it's very fascinating. I, I, when, I taught in, when I taught in the school, we always yeah. had British teachers come in and out. And to be honest, you know, that's always the hardest group of people to work with because a lot of the textbooks are in American English. And yes, yeah, you guys yeah. want to be like, well, why don't we teach them the word color with a U? <laughs> and you say, well, it's different because that's not what they're learning it got on really, the test. Well, it got really complicated for me. I, every lesson, you know, I had that problem. It, like, what am I going to use the British spelling, like favorite or color? Do I need to put the U in? Uh, like, you know, stabilization with or a like, Z or an S. Or, or what that one you guys say like, um, my flat is 200 quid a month. No one ever says the word flat in, in, in or quid or quid. <laughs> uh, I barely know the word month, but the, the, <laughs> the issue was like, can we have those words? Do we spend the time teaching the kids that or do we just teach them apartment and mm. dollars? Sure, sure. Yeah. So props to you guys for inventing one of the most interesting and fun languages to speak, but also really hard to teach. I mean, it was a problem with the Kematanabe documentary, right? Mm -hmm. Right at the end, he's like, the only re I did the spinner joke out of Inception. Do you see the documentary? Of course. So I had the joke at the end where what came my sub it spins the spinner. Yeah. Because to see if it's a dream or not. And uh, <laughs> he's like, this is the only reason you wanted to meet. You're an idiot. So he called me like a bucker. He was like, bucker than mm. And I didn't want to write, you're an idiot. Because mm. it just sounds really strong and harsh. Yeah, it does. And people that don't know Japanese or the word bucker might think, oh, that's a bit harsh. Ken just calling an Chris idiot. An idiot yeah. right? Although to be fair, at the start, I did call him quite scary. I was like, you're a scary, intimidating man. And he was, and the end, and then he was very like, scarily, he was like, why? 
and you're Why? like, and you're like, oh, because. But so wait, what did you translate so, to? That I can't, so was I was like, what's, what's like, well, I wanted to be like, what a muppet, yeah, to be the last line. But I spoke to a few friends, and they were like, oh, the sort of North American audience might not know what's going on, or. Yeah, we think it's like, hey, everybody, Kermit the Frog. Yeah, here. they might think it's Kermit the yeah. Frog. Or you're a Muppet. You're a Kermit. And you're like, what? If it was solely for a, bright, a British audience, yeah. I would have been tempted. So in the end, I think I wrote, what a fool. Ah, fool. What, what a fool. fool. That is, that's better. It's not got the weight of the word idiot, right? But these are sort of weird considerations you have to sort of think about when mm. you're translating and doing subtitles or dealing with Ken Watanabe. Wow. Man. I saw his series is um, now come out, Tokyo Vice. Oh yeah, that's a huge that's a huge release. Is it good? I haven't seen it. Okay, I don't My... have HBO. Wow. Oh, yeah. On HBO, I don't know how we get HBO in Japan. I think I'll just give up. Yeah, you might need some sort of weird VPN things that are very. I can't touch the table, can I? No. I'm ruining everything on this podcast. Yeah. So, but yeah, you need like a weird VPN or some stupid subscription it's, it's service. A nightmare, it's yeah. a night, and it's they might not even have it on the Japan HBO Go. Whatever. I but I do want to see it. Like yeah. it's supposed to be quite good. I've seen the the reviews are decent. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're going done with the United Kingdom. Done with journey across Japan. Is there any small thing that you can tell us that's on the horizon for when you make your glorious return? Well, there's a video I'm working on now. Uh, it's going to be called something like, "I've let myself down." Oh no! A, Come on. A, a sad, a sad looking face. Don't an do that. Face. But it's going to be about how I am not happy with my health in general. Uh, not just, I mean, weight, yeah, weight one, was one factor, the one key factor. But yeah, my, my health is not good at the moment. Um, everything, just because of the winter. Historically, every year, I get quite big in March and April because of the winter months, being inside, bad diet, but not moving much. And this year, I'm like the heaviest I've ever been. Blood pressure's high, all sorts of health problems and you know i it's really starting to get to me a bit and uh one thing i want to talk about in the video though is there's a lot of funny artwork like fan art oh yeah especially on trash taste where they have me look like a bowling ball and whatnot and i find <laughs> that funny like that is not a factor of course in why i um this, this has got to me mm. i don't care about that i don't care about the jokes the humor it's a purely sort of internal feeling of fuck i don't want to be unhealthy going into my 30s now, especially I think maybe because I'm turning 32 this week, there's that extra pressure. But I'm hoping by talking about this and going out there with it, I'll find the motivation easier to yeah. turn it around and have people push me throughout the year. But I, I think when I get back from the UK, one direction I want to take things in is sort of more kind of self-help style. Okay. Not just weight, but also everything. I don't know, I feel like I'm... A bit rudderless recently. Um, I don't know why that is. Yeah, ten year anniversary, right? It's yeah, a good year. It's a, and you know, it's tough because <clears throat> it, I don't know if people are unaware how when you do editing, you keep very strange hours. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm often up to like four or five a.m. Yeah, I mean, I've done better this year. I made like a conscious decision last year that I can't keep doing that. I've done it, I think, once. Okay. This year, I was up till five a.m. for a uh, like wacky weekend episode oh yeah the note oh, god what an idiot i am the night before i flew to okinawa to um do journey across japan i released wacky weekend at 5 a.m see that's what didn't I'm sleep till about. six see, and then flew off at 9 a.m th this is the exact stuff i'm talking about yeah, like uh hopefully though in my defense youtube 
in the computer mess me around. But like, yeah, bad habit. That's something I want to sort out. So there's lots of bad habits I've got and things I want to change about my health physically, mentally. And I and I kind of want to, you know, want to share that journey with in us. video form. I, I, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to do though, isn't it? Like oh, certainly. On the one hand, I think it could be good. On the other hand, I don't want to overdo it and be like, you know, I don't want to open up too much about it. So it's a tough thing to sort of work out. I'll keep you sorted. Sounds, you want motivation? That sounds really sinister and weird. Well, look, you're I'll looking at you a picture of health right here. I think oh, yeah. that, well, <laughs> that's not even How's close your to cholesterol? It. Actually, you know, surprisingly, my body is in great health except for my liver. Yay. Yay. And it's actually, it's something I got when I was in college, but I, I didn't start drinking alcohol until I was 27 and when I moved to Japan. I never drank before that. And when I, right before I moved to Japan, they make a big song and dance about getting your blood tested. Yeah. And you say, you gotta get your blood tested when you come here. So I went there and the doctor looked at the sheet and they were like, oh, are you, do you do hardcore cocaine and heroin? And I was like, no. And they're like, are you a habitual drinker like daily? And I was like, no, I've never drank at all. They were like, your liver has terribly high enzymes. Oh my God. And I, sadly, this is where I think it really came from. I think it's the enormous amount of colas and fatty foods I drank really? all through college. So I have like a fatty liver disease. How much Coca-Cola did you drink? Well, let me put it this way. When oh. I was in high school, <laughs> from that point in through college, we would have a, on Friday nights, do you remember the game Halo? Yeah. Of course. Well, we used to have Halo nights on Friday. And since I'm old, the game had just come out. Four people would bring Xboxes that you'd connect together. You'd bring, three people would bring TVs, mm. hook them up, and 16 people would play together in like a LAN party. There was right. no online connectivity back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all had to play at my house. So the rule is, if you came over to my house, you had to bring in a 24 pack of soda and we <sighs> threw it in the fridge. We went through about three or 400 cans a night. What? A night. What do you mean 300 cans? Of soda. You're an idiot. Yes. How could you is, possibly... Dude, well, how many, I mean, how many wait, cans did you drink? Then? I, I, I'd probably go through 18 to 24. No. Yo, man, it was a dark I feel, time. I feel rough after one cake. Well, 18 cans of It milk. was, I mean, look, I'm not defending it, but it certainly led to my hardcore liver disease or whatever I've Jesus. got. So, the, but I can keep it kind of fine, but that's the only medical issue I have is that wow. I have a, a faulty liver due to Halo. Well, I mean, I, I don't even want to know what my cholesterol is. <laughs> questionable diet well the change needs to come on a from a diet perspective as well it's not just exercise it's diet it's everything sure. yeah, yeah yeah but i i want to get it under control now while i'm still kind of young trust me it's do it before young. it's no well i hope not shit i'm 38 <laughs> if it's too late then what am i doing here now but how, how old's pete the good Donaldson. one yeah the, the good one 40 see he's a fine he is, he is a fine. He's a fine man. He'll he's just a fine man. Ask him for a couple of, you know, he'll go, I beg your pardon, and he'll give you some advice, <laughs> and you'll be good. Well, I feel much better already, Pete. Yeah, Thank go you. to him. He's a licensed professional. Right, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll ask Pete Donaldson for the tips. Yeah. And then, uh, so you got to come back. You're doing those videos. What do you think, if, um, if I may be so bold, and you can cut this immediately, what is our next thing that we're going to do? I was thinking wackiest weekend. Uh, wackier weekend. Wackier weekend. <laughs> Chris and Pete's wackier weekend. There, there you go. 
Well, it's, it's three times original. wackier than Wacky Weekend. Much wackier. Oh, my God. Or how about, uh, I know we make a joke about going to another oh, god-awful easternmost, southernmost, westernmost, but, you know, we got to do we gotta do something fun, but I don't know what it would be. Please don't be like a diet program uh, together. Yeah, we'll, we'll do like climb the mountain oh, experience. I do, uh, to be fair, I do want to climb lots of mountains this year. Well, so Quinlan's your guy. Me. All right. Come I'll, with me to Mount Fuji. You're going to push me off from the top. Have you I'll, climbed Mount Fuji? Uh, no. Well, there you go. Something yeah. to aspire to. Now, now you're, 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 you've got no job and you just sit around the house all day. I climb Twitch streaming yourself eating pretzels. <laughs> you've got to get out there. You've got to get the mountain. Oh, the you've got mountains. to be careful. You're, you've got, don't get fat. You used to walk to school and walk around. Now you're just going to sit in the... Household day. Just naked and doing nothing. Oh, That's all I do. No, but what's what I actually still do is uh, this is my one little indulgence. Every morning I wake up, I walk to a different coffee shop around um, Tokyo. And oh, nice. Have a nice drink and plot out my day. I do find there's something quite nice about just going and sitting in a coffee shop in the morning. The it's world, great. sort of watching the world go by, especially in Tokyo, right? You can watch like Tokyo. for If you get up at like six o'clock in the morning, it's kind of quiet. And then around 7 to 7.30, it gets crazy. And then at about 8.30, it explodes and the whole city crazy. comes alive. And then about 9.30, it's died down. Yep. And it's kind of fun watching this sort of unfold, you know, every single morning I, I, from a coffee shop. It's tough, though, on the weekdays. If it's like a Wednesday or a Tuesday, people just look so dejected. And I don't blame them. I mean, I did that for a <laughs> well, long time. Yeah. But the weekends, especially when you get to see like families going off on some adventure or some park or whatever, it is fun to people watch, especially in Tokyo, because there's a Pete lot of... The stalker. <laughs> I watch as I drink my coffee. I, I like watch to people. watch people walking. It's exciting. I oh do. Yeah, I'm not that crazy. But that's but a good. That's a good. Uh, a good ha- yeah, I and just I, like getting my coffee. And I want to. That's something I want to start doing as well. Because I do have a habit of if I wake up, I eat a thing, and then I just sit at my eat desk, a thing. stare at the screen for like six hours and do nothing. And I need to sort of. Get that momentum. Get out of bed and walk around across Sendai, walk across town or something. You know, speaking of, I think it might be part of that reason. You know, we've been dealing with this COVID shit for like two years, right? Right. But it's not that far away from the from the gates opening once again. Are you excited for the prospect uh, of visitors to come back? And I just, yeah, yeah, no, I'd love to. I'd like to have friends and family and you guys listening to be able to come here. Like it was See kind of Japan. sad. Well, it was sad today when we filmed the Nakagin Capsule Tower. Uh, because I realised by the time Japan does open, it'll be gone and nobody will be able to see it ever again. Yeah, um, that's it. It's gone. That's a real shame, I think. So, and this, like you said, the Sega building, especially yeah, for a lot of like I people think, who like culture. Yeah, well, I think, Japanese. Sorry. I, th- I think um, people coming here for the first time in two, three years, gonna notice some big changes in Tokyo. Yeah. Gosh, that's better. depressing. But uh, I did get a chance to meet some people who have been coming in because they finally let students back. Yeah, yeah. And I was able to meet a couple of members from the community that we do the streaming with. And like, it was exciting because I got to see people genuinely excited to be in Japan. <laughs> and it was like, you know, if you live here, it's always fun. But like, I did miss that enthusiasm right, of yeah, seeing yeah. visitors and they kind of, it's very infectious. Oh, it is. Like, I love having friends come over for the first time. Yeah. Right? It's one of the best things about living in Japan, watching your friends react to it. Yeah. You, you forget how different it is to back to being back home, right? So, And that's why I wanted to surprise you that I will be going to the United Kingdom at the same time as you. Do not actually, are you? No, I would never do that to you. Don't God worry. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't do that. No. My eardrums no. exploded. I think my I just heart hurt your left exploded. one. Oh. All right. I'm trying to keep your health. I'm not, I canceled that plane ticket just now. Good, good. Um, All right. Okay. 
Thus ends the podcast. Well, and our friendship. And our friendship. <laughs> and also, I'm amazed I got through this podcast. My right ear completely imploded. I, uh, I can't hear anything out of it. Okay, it's buddy. Really you're hard not a hero. All right, my Please. leg hurts from walking, but okay, you're <laughs> real <up>. tough. <laughs> Perforated eardrum. I'll do it to you and see how you feel. Can we get pen and fucking... Anyway, oh. thank you for joining us, Pete. Good luck with your Twitch career. Keep an eye out for Pete on Premiere 2 on Twitch. I don't know what Twitch is, but I, all the cool yeah. kids do it. Uh, here, the last thing is, is I, I really want to see you play Elden Ring or Neo, William Adams. I want to get that on stream next get, time. Get me a PlayStation 5. Okay, we'll I'm on yeah. it. Leave yeah. it to me. You, you said two months ago. They're, okay, buddy, I'll get you a PlayStation. No problem. Uh, and then it just didn't happen. Yeah, it's very hard. You have to oh, enter lotteries in this oh, country. Uh, yeah, well, no. my poor eardrum. <laughs> All right, you take care of your You're not coming back on this channel. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening this week. Thank you, Pete, for joining. Uh, I'll be back with Pete Donaldson later this week. Oh, thank God. Yeah, no more. The, the, the good Pete. The good Pete. Returning. Much welcomed. But uh, thank you as always, Pete. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll actually get through some more emails and questions uh, this week. I know it's been a, a long week with Pete and Joey. Well, it's not, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always of fun to have some guests on. It's yeah, and happy great. birthday. Oh, and happy birthday. Yeah. Happy freaking birthday. Where's 32. my present? Uh, it's a, it's, the PlayStation's on the way. Hey. Woo! I hope you're not lying. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. All right. See you later, guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 